me up some. Gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars. If you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama. Only stay surrounded by them people if you know they solid. Elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit. Trying to learn some game, Xavier gonna talk about it. No Deanna, speak that shit that everybody vouching. Ain't no more excuses valid. Get up off the couch and get up in your bag. To your bank account, need an accountant. I study millionaires cause I was born a visionary. You still believe in limitations, why you acting scary? You can't distract me from the paper I've been Chase the greatness. I'm stacking now and balling later. In the conversation, we strategizing, monetizing, piling up investments, and sacrificing temporary sh- for bigger blessings. Yeah, a tapped in boss mind state. I multiply my grind rate and I match the way I vibrate. Gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars. If you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama. Only stay surrounded by them people if you know they solid. Elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit. Trying to learn some game, Xavier gonna talk about it. No, Deanna speak. That shit that everybody vouching Ain't no more excuses valid Get up off the couch and get up in your bag To your bank account and you then account it What's up everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Millionaire Mindsets Podcast I'm your host Xavier I'm sitting here with my co-host The great Deanna Kent What's good D? Oh, thank you. What's up? What's up? What's up, everybody? You know, yeah, we we feeling good. We feeling good. Today, we got another special episode. But before we start this episode, I just want everybody to, uh, we would greatly appreciate it if y'all would subscribe, rate, and leave a review on our channel. That's greatly appreciated. If everybody that's listening right now could do that, like I said, we super appreciate it. Also, if y'all could, uh, I recently just dropped my first YouTube vlog, so if y'all could go subscribe. Y'all go subscribe to my YouTube channel at Xavier Miller. I just dropped my first vlog when I was in Puerto Rico. Go tap into that today. And you go tap into D stuff on her channel, Deanna Kent, tapping her, her stuff too. Right, D? Yes, sir. Lessons <laughs> in life and luxury. I just dropped a new video today. Oh, let's get it. I didn't even know that. Well, let's get it. So uh today we got a special guest, man. And this 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 show, this was this episode was requested. This is a guy that we had we had on earlier in 2019 for episode 42. And this episode was requested because if you guys follow this guy on Twitter, it's like every he's not on there all the time, but he's one of those people when he pops <laughs> up on there. He say some shit, the timeline goes in shambles, man. And it, every, it, time. It, every time. It's, it, it, it. So I feel like this is this perfect time. And, and he just took his business and everything he's doing to a whole nother level since last time we spoke. So I'm like, oh, we got to have you back on. So if y'all don't know by now who I'm talking about, I'm talking about Jamil. Y'all, I'm pretty sure that a lot of people y'all familiar with, if y'all, if y'all not, He's an entrepreneur, a licensed electrician, and he's the owner of Smart Home, uh, Smart Home Engineer, Smart Home Solutions. So you already know, bro. Smart Home Solutions. Smart Home Solutions. My fault. So welcome to the show again, bro. We we glad to have you back. Man, I appreciate y'all, man. I was glad when I seen the text. You know, we had mentioned it a few times Mm -hmm. over time, and then and then I think you went on the hiatus. Yeah, I did. I did on social media. Yeah, and then I might have took one in there. So I was glad we caught it because I'm on one right now. Mm. So something told me to check that. Okay. You know, when I go on my yeah. hiatus, I, you don't I check take, it. Take the apps off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, well, see, if I check it, I may check it, but I take the apps off. I'm so if way. I check it, I got to go through the internet and the two factor authentication. Like mm. I make it harder for myself. Yeah, that's oh, real. Hard. You know that's real. Yeah, that's, that's damn. That's real. Yeah. Man. That's and that's and yeah. you need you need a break, man. They be tra- they be trying to get you hell on that, man. I be I be thinking they be trying to get me hell because somebody was like, man, every time. 
I, I forgot who said it. They was like, every time either Xavier or Jamil, if they say something, the TL gonna be in shambles. I'm like, but you know it's crazy. I don't even know what it. It you know, be simple shit. That's the crazy part, bro. It be like, is people is this gotta, like a plot? I, I never think I'm saying some shit so profound that it should cause thousands of people to. But I really feel like I be saying basic common sense shit. So when the, when the reactions come, it's like. Damn, like, why is all these people so fucking angry? But <laughs> what I realized is it's it's about their perception of you. Mm. So you come to my page, I said something, you come to my page, you see, oh, you know, 20,000 followers, this, mm-hmm. this, and that, and you automatically have this perception about what a person whose account looks like that is. Mm. So what I'm saying just sounds so much louder coming from what you see, because if it was coming from an account with 200 followers, you'd be like, oh, shut the fuck up. You only got 200 mm-hmm. followers. You mm-hmm. over there talking to yourself. You know, so, you know, social media for me is the ultimate people watching experiment. And I see how, like, shit has changed. Now, you, I used to cause chaos with 2,000 followers. But the same people that ended up, you know, like, unfollowing me or blocking me or that talk shit, they all used to follow me with 2,000 followers. And my content's never changed. Mm-hmm. You know, if anything, it's gotten better. Mm. But what it was, was I started getting more attention. So mm-hmm. now those people that, you know, when we were neck and neck, like they see you kind of just shoot up, you know, when we all kind of really was going hard at it, 2019, 2020, we were gaining followers. I mean, we're 20,000 followers in a year. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? I, I remember all our platforms, us, yep. our bees, uh, yep. Nita, I mean, every <laughs> That's fact. That's fact. you know, like it, it was because it was basically cross networking at that point. We were so in tune with what we were, what we were doing each other that you know just that you know retweeting and you know talking and sharing these experiences created a network of thousands of people. And we all don't have the same amount of followers, which lets me know that some people like some of us and some people mm-hmm. don't like some of some us, of which us, is yep. great because we all got different messages, mm. you know. But as long as the general message is getting out, saying, yeah. you know, fuck it, I. I deal with the bullshit. You know, it's just, it comes, you know, it, it, nobody has ever stood on anything that's true and, you know, just had it accepted globally. Right. You know, oh, it's like, oh, that nigga's telling the truth. You know what I mean? Like, that's, you gonna have some people that's around with you that understand, but it's not because of who you are, it's because they know what the truth is. Mm. And if you represent the truth, it don't matter who you are. That's why I don't, you know, people, oh, y'all should change y'all approach and you don't have to say things like that. Fuck that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, you don't. If if you like, if I'm not cursing you out and I'm not calling you out of your name, because I said something with a little, you know, flair on it, like, you don't know what the fuck I've been through, though. You talking to a, you know, a, a construction worker, an industrial construction worker. That's a whole different world. So a little curse word, a little sense shit. We damn near off a fist fight every day. Mm-hmm. So you know that little, you know, pity pass stuff that people get mad about. You could have said this different. Now, what about when your boss is telling you to get the fuck up a ladder before you get your ass fired and get a pink slip at the end of the day? And then the rest of the job site laughing at you like, you're going to get two checks? You're going to get two checks? You know, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So the environment that we come from, like that shit, I know how to take the truth even if it comes from a person that I might not necessarily like or they have an approach that I don't necessarily like. If it's truth, I can't argue with that. Now, I can say, fuck him, he's a dickhead, but he's telling the truth. Mm. Mm. You know, yeah, you and just a lot said. of people hold themselves back, you know, because mm. they just can't do that. 
Man, you just you just you just said a handful right there. We gotta uh <laughs> hey we gotta we gotta touch on all of that. But first I wanna uh I've been just... holding them, I've been holding them for two years. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's fact. Hey, that's that's... Back <laughs> hey, but that's that's facts though, because I never really thought about it from that perspective. It's like the corner of Twitter when you know people call it LLC Twitter, well Twitter, whatever the hell people call it. We did kind of all grow our platforms and brands at the same time. It happened, it was all around that like mm-hmm. 2018, 2019, uh, 2020 mm-hmm. time. All, and all of us, and it's so crazy. People see all of us fuck with each other. They automatically assume, they be thinking we came up together. They be like, hey, y'all know each other. Like, man, we better do Twitter. We talking on Twitter, chopping. I see, I see what they talking about. I respect it. That's how we end up fucking with each other. So that is, that's, that's yep. very, that's, that's very true, but uh, I want to take it back for a second. So, like I said, since last time we spoke, it was in uh, 2019. So, what has um, business been like for you? That's the first question I want to ask since then. Like, what have you done since then? So, let's see. So, 2019, uh, 2019 coming into 2020 was promising, right? So, mm-hmm. the beginning of 2020, we did a uh, surgeon's office in New York uh, where we did some lighting, you know, it got some attention. Uh, they did some shoots out of it. I think they were trying to shoot like a pilot for a reality series or something. But anyway, it got a lot of attention. It got the attention of my vendor. They did a write-up on it. And I'm thinking that at that point, shit is about to go off, right? Like, I'm I'm good. This is the one job I needed. It's out of town. You know, my man Derwin did the floors. You know, DSD to do the epoxy floors. So I'm like, this is it. This is the one project that's going to, you know, set it off. And then fucking COVID hit. Right. Mm-hmm. And fucking like shit stopped. I think I had twenty to twenty five thousand dollars that I was bidding actively in jobs that all dried up within a week. Um, so I've been waiting to tell the story too. You know, I don't <laughs> get on the other podcast. I'll be waiting yeah, for y'all. Yeah. We, so, we <laughs> love that. We love it. Gonna let it so, out. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it is like the exclusive joke because yeah, I don't be like them talking to all these motherfuckers, but that's another story. Anyway, um, so uh, what happened was, you know, shit started slowing up. You know, complete honesty moment. Like it was, we, I was down. Like I'm talking about down, down, and uh, and it was because not because of, I wasn't making money because I can make money, but again, you know, in your entrepreneurial journey, you you have to identify what your flaws are. See, one of mine's was when it came to management money, once I make the money, I try to get all my plans off the ground at the same time. You see what I'm saying? So it's like a full investment back into the business. Right. But I've learned since then that that's not very wise. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you invest fully, you don't have the nest egg for when yep. the business slows down. Now you got all the tools, the ladders, the trucks, you know, the man, like everything you need to get the job done. But if you don't have, if you can't go six weeks without taking a job, then mm. none of that shit really matters. It's just sitting in the parking lot. Thanks. You know what I mean? Mm, so, right. um, yeah. So what ended up happening was I, I took a fucking job, y'all. So check this out. And I talked about this on Twitter. So when, when y'all hear this shit, don't, don't go <laughs> like, right. oh, that nigga be talking that entrepreneur shit and he took a job. I took a job for one day, right? Wow. Um, it, it was an electrician contract. It was a five-month contract on a hotel. So at the time, I told my wife, well, my fiance at the time, I'm like, look, you know, I could knock this out. It's like five months. You know, I save up. We'll be back and rolling. You know, ride the COVID shit out. We'll be back in business by 
uh, June, you know, whatever it was, June, July. Um, dog, I got on that fucking job site and I think everything I hated about construction was on that job site. So I immediately felt like that was the test. Like this was the moment and I had already broken security. So remember, I'm already walked away from six figures a year. So I've already broken it once. But now after the two year run, we get into this next point in the journey where, you know, it's time for another big step. So this time it was, all right, I got my electrical license. I could easily go get a job, 30, 40, you know, whatever hour I can negotiate. But do I really want this full time shit? Because now, you know, I'm not in apprenticeship no more. Like getting electrical mm-hmm. money easy from a job. Um, so that was the kind of crossroads I was at. And I lasted in that bitch for probably six hours, dog. And I think I left early and wow. everything. Wow. And I, and I got home and I told my wife, I said, yo, I don't know what I'm going to do to turn this shit up during everything that's going on right now, but I cannot go back to that fucking job. Because, you know, I didn't leave my job because it was just the cool shit to do. Like, I left my job because that shit was a depressing place. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? For me, you know, because it just so happened, like, my creativity is kind of, like, attached to the electrical trade. This is just how I express my artistry right now. So when mm-hmm. I was doing that shit as a job, it's almost like, you know, being a rapper and having to rap the same fucking jingle every day. You know what I mean? You know you're yeah. more talented than what right. you're doing on a day-to-day, but you you kind of putting yourself in that box. Yep. So anyway, came home, I tell her, look, I'm going to make it happen. I think the next week, uh, not even the next week, probably like two days later, I landed, uh, I had landed finished work on two new bills in Southeast uh, with a contract that had ran off. Damn. So I think somewhere in the next 10 to 12 days, I think we landed, I landed like $10,000 in contracts. I finished my ebook, the TV mountain ebook, probably like, I think within 15 to 20 days of that moment. But that was just my moment. Like I had felt, I had felt like I was getting along off pure like talent and just, you know, ability to maneuver. And this was that moment was like, no, if you really want to take this shit to the next level, it requires more. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or you could just go get a fucking job. You go make forty dollars an hour. Facts. You know, um, huh. and and it just made me like just shopping. So since then, um, I think I've been on a run ever since that point in twenty twenty. Like, so nine months in nine months, I think I did. I grossed like a hundred thousand in nine months last year because I didn't work like the first three months of the year outside of that one job. So when I actually picked back up hey, and right. you know started doing service work. Again, uh, I think we did like, you know, 100,000 gross. And 100,000 gross by hand in nine months is, you know, it, it could be more. But, you know, the thing about physical work is like you actually there. You so there, right. You actually trading your, mm-hmm. you know, you trading your time for. Yep. Um, so it was, a, it was a huge bounce back uh, for us. And then now, you know, we kind of got into the restaurant and the commercial thing. Um, I got another club actually that I just finished walking today. Um, when we talked earlier, uh, we got a dispensary we about to start in DC, um, and then you, yeah, I mean it's it's going good, but again, we still trying to figure out like what's going to be our thing because mm. there's so much that we can do with the automation and everything. I don't want to just do everything though. You see what I'm saying? Because yeah. then it's not it's a little it's it's not focused so. 
you know, it may be a thing where we may just go back to focusing on houses or we may stop doing client service and just focus on our own projects, you know, with this hospitality idea I have. So essentially in the long run, I guess to bring it full circle, uh, what I've realized at this point in business is I'm the one with the power, mm. right? And it's only because of the skill set that I've been able to put together over the past 10 or so years. Nobody else, I can say confidently that nobody else can do what I can do with my set of skills. Now, they might be able to do it. You know, they might be able to design a small house or they might be able to do this. But it's, I'm sure there, I'm going to say nobody, but I'm sure there are a very small amount of people with the background that I have in electrical and the background I have in security, security cameras, networking, and audio visual, you know, on top of, you know, being able to connect in HVAC and understanding these different concepts. So I say it on Twitter, but the only thing that sets me apart that makes my shit and what I'm doing, um, you know, makes people want to come to me to do it is because I've just put the time in to set myself apart. Mm. You, you know, That's and now job. it's, yeah, That's yeah, everything. it's full circle now. Mm. Like I'm not, I'm not competing with other electricians. I'm not competing with other automation guys. And I, so I'll break it down like another step. I'm not competing with other electricians because anybody can do the hands-on work, right? But not uh, every electrician can't program PLCs, right? Mm. So I'm not competing with the security camera guys because all they can do is security cameras. I can do your electrical and your security cameras. I'm not competing with the AV guys, you know, because of the same thing, because I can do what they do and all of this. And uh, we're around. So, yeah, just making yourself in whatever industry or arena that you in, it's making yourself, you know, a one-on-one. And it's, it's not even stepping outside. It's just using the shit that you've already been through. You know, so the experience for, for you to say, like, you bring the experience that you had when you served into your real estate business. Yep. So that's already something that makes you different from a certain percentage of real estate professionals. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yep. So as long as you just keep tapping in and shopping the skill set and everything that you already have, man, you know, by the time you my age, shit, you be motherfucking... You see what I'm saying? Because <laughs> you, you, you started young. Yeah. Cause you started young, so and, and a lot of people get it twisted. So you like everybody stop making money, and it's like money, money. But you be lose money, you know. You want to lose it, like at some point. Yeah. yeah. So it's it really boils down to what's in your brain. That's what's making mm. you the money, you know. Facts. And it, no, as long facts. as you keep shopping in that too, man, I'm telling you, as long as you keep shopping in that too, yeah, it don't matter how much money you got at that point. Because I could be broke on Tuesday, but I got the skills to get a ten thousand dollars deposit on Wednesday. That's fact, man. Hey, you talking? You, you, <laughs> hey, like I said, you said you said a handful of stuff that I want to uh I want to touch on something real quick. That you said I made sure I write I wrote it down too, so I don't forget because I forget some shit quick. So I, yeah. the, first first thing I want to point out is you said how you went back and you got a job, and I think that's so dope and that's so important because a lot of times people have so much pride and a stupid ass ego to a point where. Most people, I don't think they would have did that. Even though it was only one day, I think most people would have been like, no, nah, how people going to look at me, this and that. You know what I'm saying? I can't do that. And I think that mentality is yeah. just saying, like, I got to do whatever I need to do. That's like, that's, yeah. that, says, that, says, that says a whole lot, bro. That says a whole lot. 
especially for an entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah. Is you, well, that's something that a lot of us pride ourselves on is being able to take care of ourselves. So having to even just say, hey, I'm willing to do this. That's, that's hey, yeah. that says about your character. Man, you got to be, see, and I'm also, I'm never one of the people that's down to nine to five because the nine right, to five got right. me where I was at and, and the guys that worked for me got nine to five. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I could never shit on nine to fives and it's a, it's a legitimate alternative. So if you so, if you an entrepreneur and you're so bullheaded that you can't see that taking a job for a five month span during a pandemic where your business is kind of fluctuating because people don't know if the airborne fucking virus is going to kill them or not. Like, mm. if, if you're so bullheaded that you can't say, hey, maybe it's good to just do this for a second because I got this skill set and I can get some income coming in and then I can build back, then you're not a good entrepreneur either. Mm. Damn. You, you, you know what I'm saying? Because the entrepreneurship includes everything. I might have to use that job for a little bit. An entrepreneur is a lifestyle. It's not like a, you know, status symbol. Like, that's where a lot of people, that's where it became trendy. And people think it's just one one dimensional. I'm an entrepreneur. I don't got no job. I don't work for nobody. No, we're all entrepreneurs because your first business is life. What? Ooh. <laughs> talk talk. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's your first business, and it, it always business and life parallel so much. I, that's why I encourage people to at least try to run a business because if you learn the ultimate accountability that you have to take in business, if you learn how to take that in life, now your life becomes better. So the two are kind of like parallel with the lessons that you really learn that make you a good entrepreneur, a good businessman or woman are the same things that if you can incorporate into your normal day to day life will improve you as a person. Man, you say, man, you, <laughs> you, you, you talking some shit, shit. Right You talking some real shit, man, for <laughs> I, real. I, I, I'm telling you. So, so for me, it was a no brainer because I got a family to support. And yes, I've, I've been able for the last two years prior to that to be able to support me and my kids and my family and my wife. But if it get down to the point where I'm looking and I'm down to my last couple thousand and I don't have nothing booked in, then shit, I'm on Indeed. Like, yeah, let me go, <laughs> you know, see if I can pull this contract. And I, it is what it is. Why? Because I ain't, because I had a backup plan, right? So this is, this is what the other reason where people fuck up at, right? Because I finished the apprenticeship and I got my license. So no matter what I did out here in the field, I'm nothing but a phone call away because I'm a competent, I'm a competent licensed electrician. You feel what I'm saying? Yep. So as, as much as my entrepreneurial dreams were, I had to do this five years in this apprenticeship because if shit went left, you know, and I could say I did real estate and, instead of, you know, smart homes and shit went left in the market. Well, shit, now I got this license. I can go back and, you know, hit the road for a second, work anywhere in the country. Mm. You know, if he was in the union or so, like, it's never, I, I hate that people shame like the job shit, but I, I got to tell my wife, the the new shit that's next if if I didn't have if I didn't have the flat out desire and hunger to be to have the level of freedom I do, I wouldn't run a business. This shit is like like you gotta be a fucking psycho to run a business. You hey, know man, what I'm saying? Was, like it, just it's, talking about that. You, you know what I mean? Nobody wants to do this shit. They, it's involuntary. When you're an entrepreneur, this shit is involuntary. Like I can't work for anybody else anymore. It's not that I think it's a bad thing. It's not that I hate it. It's just the way I'm wired. I can't give that amount of time because I feel like I have so much more to give. Everybody doesn't feel like that, which is why I don't force anybody into it. You know, but I think we all we all can learn something from it. But 
you know, I, I just, it's, it's maneuvering, you know? So I, I know I'll drag it on, but mm. just, I think all in all from that, what I learned was, you know, having, having the ability to go, anything I do, I'm going to do a hundred percent. Right. Mm. So if I think taking the job is a good idea, I'm going to go get that fucking job and I'm going to work. And the moment I feel like it's a bad idea, I'm going to walk my ass out of there because I got other options. Mm. See, but I had to at least say I went and did it. Exactly. Exactly. And that's important right there. It's this, see, man, this is such a powerful conversation. This is a powerful conversation because like, I feel like that I feel like over the past, I would say maybe like five, five to 10 years, really like five to seven ish. I would say entrepreneurship has became extremely glamorized, extremely popular. Well, I think what I think is next, I think a lot of people that went into that wave, I think they're going to realize that's something that they truly don't want to do. They're going to realize how much work it takes, how much commitment it takes, and like how it's really mm-hmm. no, it could be a lonely life. You could be, you could be working 18 hours a day for a long time. And I go, I think people are going to realize like, this is not what I want to do. And I think what's going to happen is people are going to start researching and going back into finding what trades is, finding like stuff like what you're doing, having a specific certified trade, they're going to realize how dope mm-hmm. and important that even though you're doing it on the entrepreneur side, they're just going to realize, okay, I might not, I might just want to do it working for somebody and I could live a decent lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Like hearing that you could make money with just learning a trade, like people forgot how important that is because entrepreneurship ain't for everybody. So I just want you to like, could you mm-hmm. on like how dope and how like uh beneficial it can be for learning a trade just for the people that might not want to go to college, might not want to go to the military or or might not, you know what I'm saying, want to be an entrepreneur. Like how dope and how important is it for people to learn trades? Like trade, having a trade is almost like I would liken it to you know, if you go back before, like, cash money was, like, the dominant thing in society to where, like, bartering was the thing. And you had, you know, people that did shit. They made, they was blacksmiths and this and that. And at the base of every family was really a trade that that family did. So if this family was, you know, sharecroppers and this family was this and this man, that's what they did. So the trades go beyond just, you know, the electrical and the HVAC it's really any skill that either can build, and this is just my opinion, it's not the definition, you know, Webster's definition, right. but any skill that can either bring you something in return or bring value to your life in some way. So as an electrician, you know, I can handle the things that go on in my home, you know, if something happens, you know, I'm, I had a mindset to, to be proactive in certain things. And if I ever had the point where I just didn't have no money or nothing like that, I could barter my services in exchange for money or something else I may need. So that puts me in a category where, number one, it does something to you mentally. I'm not in survival mode anymore because I feel like even if you take everything from me, I have something, a set of skills in my mind that I can provide for myself anywhere you drop me in this world. Yep. So having a trade not only gives you that ability to make money, but it's a certain level of confidence that it gives you understanding that, hey, I do, I do something. You, you see what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you know, walking past a building like, yeah, I, I built that. You know, mm-hmm. I worked in there. You know, my hands was on that. You know, and it's really, it's really what a, a lot of black men, young black men especially, and women need because we have issues with value, inner yep. value. Right. That's facts. That's so facts. because 
and we don't pour any time to anything that we can value. You mm. know, so we put all our time into all this fictitious shit and social media and reality TV. And, and we always questioning ourselves because what's the, what's the thing on there? The next best thing, the next best thing. You know, listen, I, I don't do, you know, I'd be joking and shit when I'd be talking about sneakers and shit like that, but I did all that shit. Like I'm 37. Now, my nigga, I will go outside in the same fucking pair of Air Maxes that I had and be out with my clients that are multimillionaires, whatever, that got on the same shit they had last week. And I know you know that same thing. Mm-hmm. The the people, it's not even just about the money. Everybody that you kind of like, when you get to a certain point, everybody you kind of bring around, it's not that everybody is perfect, but it's a certain kind of mental state yep. that they're in where I can't, I can't work with people that are in survival mode anymore. That's just mm. the point I'm at. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because, because it's not a discrimination thing. It's just like, you. I know you're not going to understand because we talking different. Mm. You know what I mean? And so that's what a trade did for me. It gave me the ability to say, fuck this $100,000 job, a year job, because I seen y'all making $4 million a unit, and it's 36 units on this on this land right here. And, and if I'm smart enough to build this shit, then I can, I'm smart enough to design it too. Right. You see what I'm saying? And so, so I think trades, those trades, skilled trades, skilled labor, is the quickest way into entrepreneurship and it's the perfect medium because at any point that you decide that you don't want to run a business no more, you can easily go make a hundred thousand dollars working for somebody else. That's facts. If you got the skills. If you got the skills. That's man. And and we in a and we in a point now, let me just get this on, on, on record since we going into this era where the boomers are retiring out of the trades and there's going to be such a big shortage of construction workers from now, like moving forward, and let me tell you what's gonna happen. We're, I mean, you know, we we both feel the same way about the black community and what things that we need to do. Yep. We're gonna get left in the fucking dust because what's gonna happen is all those immigrants and everything that that you know the guy just just signed in and legalized. They're gonna come and they're gonna do what they're supposed to do, and I don't have anything against them. So this is my thing. They they we're all pawns in a chess game. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So if 11 million undocumented immigrants get signed in the country, I don't have no ill feelings towards them. They're going to do what they're supposed to do. Get but, them fucking jobs. And, but, yeah, but we know who that's going to affect the most. Any 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 wise exactly. person, people is going on, you know who that's going to affect the most. Just being real. Exactly. And we mm-hmm. we have the opportunity, and here we go. This is this is my controversial statement. Here, here it goes. Fucking turn the tape on. <laughs> my issue now, I don't have no more time to be mad at circumstances, at fucking, you know, races of people, at unfair economic conditions. The conversations have been had thousands and thousands of times. The the movies have been made. The goddamn documentaries have been done. When are we going to say it is our fucking fault that we're still in this position? Because at the end of the day, me, regular fucking Joe Schmo, you know, single parent household, teenage parent, college dropout, you know what I'm saying? The whole fucking lineup, every statistic you could get up. If I could get up and put one foot in front of the other, you either have to accept one or two realities. And this is why people always have a problem with people that are, you know, have attention or famous or whatever, whatever. You either have to accept that I'm smarter than you on some level, or you aren't as willing and motivated as me. Mm. 
<laughs> and, I, that's, and that's, I don't think I'm smarter than really anybody. Right. We just, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. I think I think I'm more willing, and I think I'm more motivated, and I'm more willing. I would stay up for twenty fucking hours straight doing a bid if it means I'm gonna land the biggest contract, and that's that's what's gonna set me apart. That's it. But again, if if we are still gonna sit around waiting for somebody to do something for us, blaming, like I get it, we all know what's fucking happening. You know, it's not a fucking mystery to anybody. They know what fucking happened. We all just down here, just all confused and mad about the same shit. Cause ain't nobody that's down here right now did none of the shit that niggas mad for on either side. Exactly. You see what that's, I'm saying? That's, that's just, just being honest. Just being honest. That's just being honest, man. That's being honest. Yeah, this is. We just here at this point. Mm-hmm. We here. We white. We black. We Mexican. We heard our ancestors it was a bullshit. Like, damn, some of y'all still <laughs> fucked up, some of us still fucked up. You know, this is the, the reality that we live in. It. And I just, I, you can't, I'm a firm believer that you can't have energy for everything. Like, you mm. can't be invested in all of this shit. You even gonna be invested in the cause. Yep. If black people wanna, if black people wanna change that shit, that, that zero net worth shit that Andrew Young and I was talking about, they mm-hmm. need to get in trade. Because the biggest opening for skilled labor is about to be over the next 10 years as all these old white dudes, you know, all these old fat white dudes that was running the job sites start to retire, you know, and change guard and all that shit. And pass away. Two of the dudes I graduated and pass away. Two of the dudes I graduated the apprenticeship with are forming now at electrical companies in D.C. Wow. You see what I'm saying? Listen, 300, 350, I think, some are... or maybe like 400 in my in my class when we entered in. I think it was like three to 400 of us. It was probably less than 20 black people. You know what I'm saying? The, the, the union is in Lana, Maryland. It's in Prince George's County. You know, the wealthiest black county, quote unquote, whatever, per capita, blah, blah, blah. It's a black ass place. There's a lot of black people doing good. There's no outreach in any of the schools in PG County. But they'll be out Montgomery County that's majority white you know, or Calvert County, that's majority white doing outreach. And then, and then all of them driving down to Lanham, you know, when you got four to five high schools with high rich, high rich students within a 20 mile radius of that building, and there's no outreach at those schools. So again, what, what am I saying? I'm not going to complain about that. Why? Because we had to fight to get in the union too. That's not mm-hmm. lost on me. The union ain't one niggas in there either. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's it, real. They ain't one niggas in there either. So what I was gonna do? Use them. Let me go get this five years and get this paperwork and fuck y'all. <laughs> y'all don't want us there. Y'all don't want us there anyway. Mm-mm. You speaking some real shit, bro? And just and just to back, That's, just no, my sorry for cutting you for cutting you off, but just to back. No, no, back, no, you good, you good. Just to back what you saying statistically, like somebody gave me statistics on this. They were saying how. Like that, regarding the average age per trade, they say NDT, for NDT, the average age was 47. For carpenters, the average mm-hmm. age was 40. For electricians, the average age was 41. For welders, the average mm-hmm. age was 55. For plumbers, it's 40. And it says 6 million, job, mm-hmm. 6 million open jobs across the trade market in 2018. And it's more than likely, it's more than likely more now. And the, so the person, the, shout out to Reggie, he tweeted this. He was just saying how our generation, we gonna have to capitalize on this because, like Jamil just said, eventually, give it 15, 20 years, that's those people gonna be gone. So it's gonna create a whole new lane of opportunity for people. But if people not paying attention, 
and not taking advantage of it, we already know what's going to happen. Because like you said, we're getting millions and millions of new people entering the country all the time. They're going to be the ones taking that job. And like I said, that affects the Black community more than anything. Mm-hmm. So, and, this, and this is a call, too, because I'm not saying just go out there and, and beg, because I know the union fucked up, and I know the union racist, and they be on bullshit. So this is not only a call to go out there and try to apply this, this also a call for the people that's in the trades that's feeling like you want to do your own thing, challenge yourself to do that because then you'll be creating opportunities for those next people that can't get it in these racist institutions. So fuck, you know, sitting around and and and, and bargaining to try to get in the racist institution. It is a call for, for everybody else that's already in, that's part of that number that feel like they're supposed to be doing something bigger, like stand up in your purpose because the opportunity that you can create for that next, you know, the people that come from where you from that can't get that opportunity nowhere else. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the type of shit we want. Like, don't use it selfishly if you, and, and like you said, running the business is not for everybody, but there's plenty of people right now that may listen to this, that's licensing, licensing their crap, been doing it for a long time and feel like they could do it on their own. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's a very simple business model when you can do the work. Right. Because that's the product. You don't have to convince nobody, none of that. They can see it. But just you stepping into that and kind of walking away from your fear or create something that could bring 10 more people out of poverty over the next 10 years and so on and so forth. So I'm all for, you know, trying to use the system for what it's for, but you can't just do that. You know, we can't see if they let a 3,300 electricians in and only 17 of them black. We can't stand outside the union hall and pick it. If it's 8,000 electricians in the D.C. union, we got to call for some of them electricians to band together and start companies that compete with some of these bigger companies and create the opportunity for ourselves. Mm. And like you said in the beginning, as long as you got the skill, you can make money. Exactly. If you got the skill. It's out here. You got the skill. It's out here. Mm. (laughs) Is it like, for real, people people going to always need electricians, plumbers, all that. Yeah, I think like, but like, but now go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say it's like it's so multi-dimensional. Like what I do is very narrow, you know. Like which is why I have like a rougher kind of journey in terms because what I'm doing isn't really a defined market yet. You know, everybody's kind of trying to get in. It's like the gold rush, Mm. and what's the best way and safest way to control your house? But see, I don't. I'm a glutton for punishment. I don't have to do this. You know, I can go make a quarter million dollars a year bidding government contracts, charging mm-hmm. them three times what I would in residential. And I'm right if I wanted to. But again, this is about like standing in your purpose. This is what I gotta do. Mm. Right? I feel that. You feel me? And yeah. if it's fucked up and it's a rough road, but this is what I gotta do. But you don't have to do this. You could easily go, you know, if you get a license or you get to work with somebody that got a master's license. You can bid on government work. And this is the ticket right here. If you stay skinny as a contractor, meaning you keep your overhead low, you work in one van, you know, your your office is your house, you can outbid down there every big company for those small little crumb jobs. And by crumb, you're talking five to 10,000, you know, that they are not willing to bid for because you don't have the overhead. Right. So you can easily pick up twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 a month from the government you know, working maybe your regular 40 hours or less. Mm. You know, so it's uh, it's so many ways to get money in this shit. And remember, we just talking about electrical. We ain't even gotten the plumbing and HVAC right. and 
you know, welding, you know, welding is about to disappear. It's not even enough fucking welders. That's yeah. another skill. Mm-hmm. Well, it makes sense. Like I said, the average age, they said the average age for welders is 55. So it makes sense. Like, Man, <laughs> I didn't even know that off the top of my head. I just knew it ain't a lot of the motherfuckers. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. And like I was talking about it on Twitter. I'm like, the reason I think people or well, like the younger generation to sleep on this is because the younger generation, we on social media and we're going to run into mm-hmm. what looks good. And what looks good right now is entrepreneurship, uh, mainly. Uh, obviously being a rapper and musician and stuff like that, that looks good and fly to us. And like I said, like I just gave the age for these, a lot of these uh, trades, these people not on social media like that for you to even see they fly as lifestyle. So people think like, man, I ain't trying to be no welder, no plumber. That's, that sounds like a bum to me, not knowing it's welders and plumbers that's eating, but you don't know just because the average one older, like you could be a young, you could be young and eating. So that's why I think this, that's why I like this conversation because it's, it's super, it's super important, man. Like people don't realize that like, I know me when I came up, I thought it was, you know, college was like something that was talked about a lot. Then when I found out I wasn't going to college, it was like, all right, man, I gotta go to the military. Cause I ain't finna stay home and hustle. Like I'm trying to get the hell up out of here. Mm-hmm. So it was like, mm-hmm. for people to see they got options. Like you could, you could go, like we talked with Nita, you could go, go learn a trade. It could take you six months, a year, however long you take you. And you can start making bread immediately. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's wild, man. It's a it's a under it's a under uh underappreciated field lane, especially for our area. And we if we don't pick up on it, a lot of us gonna be messed up by the time the younger generation, thirty five plus, because they done wasted all their time trying to meet rappers uh, or maybe not even good enough entrepreneurs. Just being real, because we know how most people yeah. ain't gonna make it. Ain't gonna make it in there. This is not this is not the the easy road by far, but it's again it's all about perception because it's how you view security. See, I view security as what I have right now because I'm I'm betting everything on myself. You know, I feel like I can do this, so I'm secure. When I don't feel secure is when I'm clocking in somewhere, and if I look at a motherfucker wrong, he can send me to a job. You know, an hour and fifteen minutes away from my house. You know, just to spite me and shit. <laughs> That's when I'm not comfortable. Mm. You know, and this is the type of shit that, that we deal with in the union. It's the racist shit. So, you know, when you start talking about money and you get people on social media that figure, you know, oh, you suck up to the white people and yeah. you want to get a seat at the white table. It's like, <laughs> listen, when they when they tried to do that shit to me, <laughs> when they tried to do that shit to me, I, um, I was on my cell phone, right, at a job. And, uh... You know, this was a, normally you can't have your cell phone. This was a job where they was kind of lax on that. But this day they was having an inspection. Didn't tell us nothing about it, right? So I'm on my phone and one of the foremen, like he's walking with the, like the building GMs and shit. And he looks down, sees me on my phone and he starts walking up and shit. Now mind you, I've never had no problem with this dude. Older white dude, we've been cool. He walks up, starts cursing me out. Man, what, I guess I, I guess how, I ain't gonna say the company. <laughs> I guess such and such should just pay you. You know, I should just get thirty minutes of my time back since you over here on the phone. I said, man, who the fuck are you talking to? <laughs> I said, anytime, you know, any any other time is fine. We on our phone. Why? What, what the fuck is you talking about right now? So he like, you know, some some. He said something about me cursing, you know, and it just kind of went back and forth for a second, you know, and and it, what it ended up being was me saying, look, I don't give a fuck what you're talking about. You know, if you got a meeting over there. You ain't go over there, but you're not gonna get no flex off on me, you mm-hmm. know. And because, but again, now 
Okay, I'm going to tell the rest of the story, and then I'm going to give you my perspective on what happened. Later that day, I got a, a, a slip that I got transferred. I was getting transferred to a job in Ashburn. Now, Ashburn is about an uh, hour and 30 minutes, I think, this location was. Hour and 20 minutes from my house, and I had to be there at 6 a.m., right? They gave me the slip. I said, yeah, I'm not going there. Y'all can kiss my ass. Now, I'm an apprentice at the time. So if anybody's listening to this up until this point, you know that's a very risky fucking move. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> I tell them they can kiss my ass, right? A couple of days later, I get a call from the superintendent. He says, well, look, you're either going to have to go to that job in Ashburn because we need apprentices out there. So I said, look, I, I've been with y'all for six months. So I never heard about a job in Ashburn. So I feel like y'all sending me out there to punish me, and that's impacting my schedule because at the time, um, this when I was younger. So, you know, I was I think I was a... I was a single dad at this point. So, you know, I'm taking my kid back and forth to school with my oldest son. And I'm like, you know, it's going to throw off my schedule. I can't go down there. So you either just going to have to fire me or, you know, whatever. Right. So they ended up, they ended up uh, firing me. Right. I got placed at another company, one building over from the building that I was working at with the previous company in DC. So much so that when I went out for lunch, I walked past the old building I was working for. So sometimes, excuse my language, but sometimes just holding your nuts in a certain situation, it's mm. sometimes it's a test. You see mm. what I'm saying? Mm. Because what I wasn't going to do was drive an hour and 20 minutes. I throw this whole shit away. <laughs> o- over some shit. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Over something that, because some white dude had the power <laughs> to say, oh, he snapped back at me. He back. Sent him all the way out. Such and such. Right. Now, let me tell you, let me tell you why I also knew my leverage. Because I also knew as an apprentice, we could get fired two times. And then the third one, you got put out of the program. And I also knew companies didn't like to fire apprentices. So they actually didn't fire me. They laid me off. Because mm-hmm. if you fire an apprentice, so now who has the power? Mm-hmm. Me. That's- so fuck you. You ain't about to talk to me <laughs> no kind of way. I'm going to another company in six months anyway, because we transfer every year. So I'm not trying to impress y'all. You know what I'm saying? And I, and in my mind, I'm doing this shit to run my business anyway. Mm. But if we don't walk in that kind of power, but but it but it but listen to this, it'll probably be a black dude on the same job to be like, oh man, you know they racist. They don't let me do nothing in this. And I'm not asking to do nothing. I'm doing it. You doing it? Yeah, I'm not gonna be at work tomorrow. I'm not gonna be there. Listen, mm. fifth year, true story. Fifth year of my apprenticeship, I was running work. I had ten year journeyman under me. I would get to work at whatever time I wanted to between six and seven. Everybody else got there at six. You know why, dog? Because I was fucking good. You was good. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I was good. And, and they knew when, them, when my motherfucking boots hit that floor, some shit was about to get done. So mm. they didn't care if I got there at 6.30. They didn't care if I took every other Friday off. Because the amount of work that they was getting out of me was two times might have been somebody that they was paying more at the time. Because mm. I was an apprentice. So the thing about it is with the trade and just with anything in life, you you still got to walk in your power. You can't know you dope as shit or some shit and walk around shy. Yep. You know what I mean? Or know you got a plan and, and, you know, let people step on you and shit. Like you got to you gotta hold that shit out. So that's what I think, again, trades will give a lot of young black men and women in our community that are looking for an identity, like something that they can hold on to, something that they can believe in will change them and their family. Let me tell you, a trade will get you there far quicker than a motherfucking NBA. Listen, if you go on that cruise in Miami that goes around the ports and shows all the celebrity houses, 
The biggest house down there is owned by the dude that owns the biggest construction company in the U.S. Bigger than fucking J-Lo, bigger than Diddy, bigger than everybody that got a house on that strip, the nigga that builds them. Hmm. That says a lot right You feel right what there. I'm saying? Be- a- because if one rich motherfucker buy one $50 million house, yeah, he rich. But if the nigga that built it build 30 more, mm-hmm. he richer than all of them. <laughs> <laughs> he he going to be getting more than all them. That's it. You feel hey, what I'm saying? That's some real shit. And it's it's something. Uh, I I know Deanna want to ask him, but I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this real quick before she uh she asked a question. She been waiting to ask this, but I think it's it's My a man, lot of power. No, nah, you good. It's <laughs> a lot of power in, in what you said because I got a friend. Shout out to my boy Hill. We was in the military together. He and uh he will always he always to this day he still always say this. He'd be like, man, if you know your shit and you know like. You know what you're doing. You know your shit. You can do whatever you want when it, when it comes to regards for working with working for somebody, working the company. And he's he's like I said, he mm-hmm. say that all the time. And I'll be like, yo, that's a that's a powerful message, like for real. Like even I've been seeing it. Like I remember when I first got in the military, one of my boys, his name Adams, and he was low. He was like low ranking with us, but he would be doing like he if you seen him you would have thought this dude was a high ranking person this man he used to walk around the office like like he was the, like he was a chief he used to come and work talk to people however like however and i used to be looking at him like because mm-hmm. everybody else little ranking used to be walking on eggshells for real and i used to be looking like bro mm-hmm. said, how you doing this shit he was like bro i know my shit bro they can't say nothing to me i'm on my job i'm on point with everything nobody can't say nothing to me mm-hmm. So that's that goes back to what you're saying. As a person, I don't, I don't care. Especially, I feel, I feel like this message is especially for like black people because they don't be. I think a lot of black people don't peep that. Like if you, when you know your shit and you own your a game, can't nobody tell mm-hmm. you nothing because you know even even if they was to fire you, you know you could take your talent and your skills to somewhere else and be even better and better, or even take it and work for yourself and be even bigger and better. So I think that's important to say. But D, I know you want to say something. Yeah, so I, I wanted to ask you real quick. Um, like, I love, like, what your business, like, you take being an electrician to the next level. Like, you really infuse it with technology and, like, the direction that all of this is going in. So for someone who may be, you're welcome, for someone who may be interested in getting a trade, but they want to kind of follow in your footsteps and I would say keep up with the direction that the world is moving in, like, technology-wise, would you recommend them, like, maybe getting like some type of education in um, tech or anything like that to add to their business, um, whether that's, you know, regardless of what trade they get? Yeah, yeah, I think honestly, so here's the thing, and I'm pretty sure y'all can relate to this. I never stopped learning. Like I'm, I'm trying to build, so I'm gonna be the, the best because I'm willing to do, like I'm never gonna stop adding shit to what I'm doing. You see what I'm saying? And that is really the secret to everything because that's how you find connections that you really didn't know exist. So a plumber that may have a little technical knowledge can maybe find out about these new tankless water heaters that work off, you know, electricity. Like heats the water up real quick instead of having a big water heater, you know, in the basement. You see what I'm saying? And then they can specialize in doing tankless water heaters, which are normally used like in commercial buildings, big time contracts. You know, so I think I think a trade is like a like a launch spot, right? So they always say, you know, uh, it's nothing. Oh, what they used to say, um, 
basically like it's nothing dumber than a first year apprentice and a, and a first year journeyman. Basically to say, you know, when you come in, you come in green and shit, you don't know nothing. And then when you come out your time, you think you know everything, but you really don't know shit. You know, which is why you still, it takes two more years of consecutive work to get your master's license, um, which I'm up for this year. I should have had it last year, but COVID shut everything down. Um, but uh, I think that it should always be just this continuous pursuit of knowledge and tied into your trades, tied into your lifestyle, everything. Like, this is the game we're in. Like, if, if you look at this as like a power grab, so if you, like, like you spoke to our trade that may not necessarily have anything to do with technology at the time, but, you know, everything is moving towards more like autonomy and, you know, smart gadgets and devices. So everything is going to have to change somewhat. I think it's so easy to just like pull these different, like I said, like a power grab. So I look at these skills as like, I'm going to try to make this as relatable as possible, like fucking tokens in the game or something, right? Mm. So a couple of years ago, I would really specialize in just electrical work. So ceiling fan, rough ends, recess lights, and TV mounts. And then I challenged myself to do more security camera jobs. So I used to install the bullshit cameras, you know, like the stuff off Amazon and all that shit. And then I said, no, I want to take this a step further. So I researched, researched, and I found a vendor that prints my logo on the security cameras. I then taught myself how to program these, you know, all the devices that came, uh, you know, from this vendor, from license plate cameras to PTZ cameras that, you know, track your movements and all these things. And because I put the time into researching this stuff and looking at it over time, I've installed damn near every camera that that vendor has to offer when before I wasn't getting security camera jobs. But see, I had the fundamental knowledge through the electrical apprenticeship. They give us a brief rundown on the security cameras. You know, so the electrical apprenticeship isn't like a one size fits all. So I, I, and I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think anyone really is except for like super specialized stuff like welding and they're normally shorter. But the five years throughout the electrical apprenticeship is really just touching on a piece of everything. There's so many different arenas in electrical. You know, I used to want to do real estate and all the other things too. And then I realized that this trade in itself has 20 to 30 different avenues, really probably more like 50, you know, from power quality to generators to, you know, solar panels to farms and, you know, commercial build outs and RVs and anywhere that needs electricity from the point of the utility down is our playground. So I, me personally, I say, if you're thinking about getting a trade, get electrical, because there may be a position, a point where a lot of stuff is phased out, but the one thing that ain't never going nowhere, you know, is electrical. That ain't going nowhere. Never. Yeah, now you can get away. Your heat might go out. You might put a heater in. You know what I'm saying? Your, your toilet might break. You might use the one downstairs for a little bit. But baby, if that towel go out, hey, listen, you calling somebody <laughs> right then and there. So that's why that's why I like that trade. But but to get back on like your question, um, I think that has to be 
like something that has to be like personal for that person. Like they have to want to, you know, add to that, to their resume. Cause that's how I view it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and now that gives me the authority or the power to walk in jobs. Like, Hey, I don't have to, I don't have to take every job I get. You see what I'm saying? Like at this point now, you know, when I was just starting, yeah. I mean, you had to take some jobs you knew was a bad job because you had to pay the bills. Um, but just that continuous bill, like when we talk again next year or six months from now, I'm going to be telling you about some shit like, hey, listen, you know, we just added this little thing or, you know, that or, you know, even even with coming down to do, uh, you know, we'll be down there next week. Mm-hmm. You're going to be in Houston. Next, the 15th. Yeah. yeah, we'll be in Houston the 15th um, to do Medu's house, which was, the culmination of what I'm trying to do as a whole. So let me give you what I'm, my thing is big picture. By the end of this year, uh, definitely this time next year, I want to be out of the field completely, 100%, because there's no need for me to compete with people that can do physical work anymore. I can pay people to do physical work. The only thing that sets me apart from every other electrician I went through the apprenticeship is I specialize, I have a specialized skill now in PLC programming which is something that we touched on in our apprenticeship. Like the device that I use for smart home automation and, and to automate the building, it's, it's a like commercial grade device that's used to run all kinds of stuff in buildings. This my vendor scaled it down to be able to do some more, you know, pretty stuff with the lights and everything like that. Um, but that's the only thing that sets me apart. So that's the only arena I want to compete in mm. at this point. So now I'm trying to get to the consulting. So, you bring me your project and you want to do a club. I design it out for you. I provide you the material. I subcontract out for the labor. You know, I come in and do the commission and set it up and boom. That's hard. Now That's hard. the project, you feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So the project that I'm on for four months now turn into four days on site and everything else virtual. Yeah, that's the move. That's that's the move right there. That's the move. You see, right like, yeah. so it's, it's, is what you like, this is what I want. I'm just chasing like what I want. I took every quality. I looked at the IT people and said, shit, they got it sweet as a motherfucker. Facts. They're making fucking $150,000 from home. I was ready to say, fuck electrical. Put my two cellar vans. I'm about to learn some fucking coding and I'm going to be <laughs> on this fucking couch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I, but I, I need the perfect balance of both. So I had to figure out how to make my electrical skill translate to something that I could possibly do remote. You, you see what I'm saying? So now, like, I position myself in a place where I can take the seven, ten years of experience I got in the field and now program it. And I, I pay whoever, to, as long as they do a good job, I pay whoever to run that shit. So we had an electrician in Texas do all the wiring based off the prints that I gave him, and we're going to fly in you know, hook the system up, do all the wiring at the panel, install the speakers and everything, and then boom, you know, he got a fully automated house. Now, what that does for me is I can take on 10 of those a month, 15 of those a month. Because you feel me? So the schedule is going to slide regardless because it has to go through the construction process. It won't be a test of your time no more either. Exactly. And that's what it's all about right there. That's the, the, so that was my, that was my journey, right? So now I'm kind of chronicling like my entrepreneurial journey. So I had it, I had the business going crazy off the TV mounts, made a whole lot of money, didn't do that, wanted to do more, 
push myself for the security cameras and the automation and the, you know, find more audio vendors. And now, boom, I'm coming. I'm a full, you know, I, I can offer the whole thing, you know, and then I'm shopping the skills and each thing, you know, and now I'm taking all of that shit and saying, I don't need to be out in the field no more because I can guide any competent electrician in the world on how to pull these wires and even how to, you know, terminate the wires. That's not the, that's not what makes the shit go. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So really, I don't even have to be at the project. But I think Dang. what led me to that was, you know, when we used to do the Amazon data centers when I was still in the union, um, you know, they got us all out there. We all making, you know, 40 to, you know, 35 to 40 or whatever, whatever pay rates you were at the time. You know, it might be a hundred man job. So you got a hundred people out there, good amount making a hundred thousand a year, everybody making double time, overtime. And then I saw these people, you know, white dudes that come through, young white dudes, project managers from these companies that would basically just provide us with the material mm -hmm. and a print. And we should know as electricians how to terminate that, you know, hardware. Uh, and that's what we did. So my thing is, damn, if the motherfuckers at home that's providing the material can afford to pay everybody in here, you know, I don't, you can imagine what that payroll is, $100,000 a year, and they in there at double time, 80 hours a week for six months at a time. That's got to be a million. Of, I, mean, I don't know how much that is in payroll. So that's a, that's a crazy the type payroll. of money that's made, yeah, the type of money that's made on the other side, you can't do with your hands. So now this is the full spectrum of trade work. Because if you get stuck in the van, you're going to be stuck in the van. So now it's, it's, you get in, you get your feet wet, you learn your trade, you come out to time, you, you sharpen your skills, you see where you want to be. But if you ever want to get out that van, then you got to start teaching, teaching. you know, and you got to start, you know what I mean? You got to start teaching and you got to start understanding shit from a different level because you don't get out the van if you can't read prints, you know what I'm saying? You don't get out the van if you can't lay out, you know, a room in the concrete when there's no walls up, just off measurement. Mm. You, you see what I'm saying? Like, you, mm. you can't get to that next level if your brain don't work. So now once you realize, you know, all right, I got this shit in my head, now it's how do you get out of the van? And that has to be elevating yourself to the point where, you know, you can come at the project on an intellectual level, you know, and sit with the minds on that level because you're providing value above what they're getting from the electricians. And it's not to say anybody's better or worse, but it's just saying you're, you're there because you like specialize this skill. You see what I'm saying? And yep. that allows you to bid on projects where I can do a design and do, you know, 52 townhouse units that all have the automation program in it. And I just do the same design 52 times. And then I sit with, you know, I have somebody sit with all the families and they do the custom home thing and then they pick out, you know, everything they want in the homes. And now we wind up 52 properties. I subcontract out for all the labor. And I'm in Mexico on the beach, like drinking a mango margarita. It's, you know, <laughs> that's the life. You know what I'm saying? That's the life. Yeah. That's, and that's, man, that's that next, that's that next wave that, that everybody should be striving to well we always talk about this too just detaching like money in your time just making sure them two things that you don't have to like make it to a point where you don't have to show up to get money like that should mm -hmm. be oh for everybody for real because at the end of the day we all gonna get older we all gonna hit 60 70 mm -hmm. and if you ain't figured that out by then 
who I mean, I like I remember, man, like right before I got the military, bro. I remember I used to uh it was this this dude in the office next door to me. This dude was the how old was he? You know what I'm talking about. Uh, which was, one? The one that used to sleep in his car during lunch. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> he was about 88. Yeah, he was, he was real. <laughs> yeah. He was about 80 and, and still, in the field. still in the field. And I remember like, cause I didn't even want to be in his business, but my supervision, they knew about, they knew about him and stuff. And I'm like, man, why he still working? And it was like, it was something happened and he, he needed the bread. And then they're saying like, plus he's, uh, his, his, his wife passed too, like years back. So it, he, not only did he need the bread, he wanted to stay busy too, but I'm like, Man, that's crazy, bro. Cause he was like, man, if you see him, mm-hmm. like this dude don't need to be. He don't need to be working. He don't need to be driving. Like he walked like a snail. He was like, then he was like really like uh, physically weak for real. So I'm like, this shit is crazy, bro. Like he might he might die on the gig for real. Not even trying to be funny on the job. Yeah, for yeah. real. For real. Yeah. So I'm like that shit. Is- I seen some old ass dudes all day. I seen some old ass dudes all day before, and as I was saying, like you know, getting stuck out there, like it's. Unless you get in some shit at 18, I got in a trade at 29. My nigga, it was no way I was doing 30 years in the field. It's my ass. I'm going to talk about retirement, health benefits, none of that shit, nigga. I'm doing this five, and I'm getting the fuck out of there. Nigga, I quit officially the day after. We we graduated on a Friday. I quit that Monday. But I had already hadn't gone to work for three weeks before that because they had me fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, again, this is just my story, though. Like, I'm not advising people to just go out and take this attitude that the world owes you such and such. I put in every bit of work possible to, you know, to be able to move this way. But it was more so just because I, you know, understood it. You know, when you understand the game of life and what's being kind of thrown at you, you get a little more comfortable. It's like when they, you know how the first time you drive, you drove a car, it was weird. Now you feel like you move with the car, right? Like yep. if somebody about to hit the side of your car, you can feel it in your leg. You yep. know, you know what I mean? Because you won with the car now. Yeah. You know That's what I'm right. saying? Like you, right. you feel it. You, you, you can park it in that tight ass spot because you know right where that the edge of that car sit at because you won with it now. You've yep. been with it for You've been a while. Just driving it for so long. You, you feel like you, you know that car like the back of your hand. That's yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And life is the same way. And if if people. If people put more effort towards just being a student of life, you know, fuck all the money, fuck the entrepreneurship, fuck all that, just for conversation's sake. Let's just say fuck everything. Let's say we go back to the fucking Stone Age tomorrow and the power go out and it, no, nothing really matters anymore except for a few things. The love and fucking compassion that you have for other people, challenging yourself to be a better fucking person, yeah. you know, and providing for you and your family. So... Yeah, once we cut all the lights back on and shit, everything is all you know interesting to get into and spend time on. But if you can't find a way to tune out the madness and really center in your own shit for a while, you know that's that's why people you know can't get it started up. You you know we in a very small percentage of people, like five percent of people that actually had the courage to do the shit that we was talking about. Mm. Damn, you know what I'm saying? Five percent, ninety five percent of fucking people. And it's not to say there's anything wrong with those people. And I always, like now when I talk, I do make it a habit to say wholly what I'm saying. Not to say there's anything wrong with those people because some people just don't fucking feel like it. And I get it. You know what I'm saying? But for the people, I think my calling and my issue is for the people that know you're supposed to be doing more. 
Because fuck it, maybe some people just ain't meant to do more. You know? Yeah, right. Like, that's, I don't that's know. That's real. That's real. Right? Maybe, right, maybe. maybe <laughs> some people just, they, they on life, you know, whatever number, and this was the chill life for them. Maybe they already led a revolution or some shit. You know, back in the... Man, back in the... You know, exactly, back in the past, like, it's the people that, that are that know that they should be doing more. And you know the funny shit? So many people that hate us, I think, or hate, you know, just the way we say shit, I notice over time, end up going over into entrepreneurship. So I, I see that it starts off as envy for it, the people yeah. that are doing mm-hmm. what you want to be doing. Mm-hmm. You know? And then I think it's a realization that it's no need to be envious because you can just do it. You can just do it. You know what I mean? And, but all in all, still in keeping with the times, like again, the options for people that know they are entrepreneurs, if you can fucking land a remote gig and invest, fuck running the business. I wouldn't, what? Like six, these, these six figure remote gigs and people that just had the time to freely, you know, invest in apps and really like real estate and shit like that. I wouldn't dare fucking run a business. You want to deal move. with fucking people. Yeah. Not dealing with people yeah. is the move. Man, listen, I gotta put my face on and it's not to say that you that you think or anything like that. It's you you have to deal with people and it's tied to your income and your, you know, quality of life. Right. Your dealings with these people. So every day is a maneuvering of sorts through yep. these complicated fucking relationships. <laughs> nah, that you have I understand people, it completely. You know, to provide, yeah. I understand know, it completely, And I just man. think that if some people like, fuck that, I, just, I don't even want people calling my phone. But so, see, like, I get it because <laughs> I get 15 fucking messages, 10 DMs, fucking four emails a day. See, that, no, that's real, but I think that's what separates like, cause you get—I remember like being in the military and working with people that I didn't really like or care for like that. And I know it's other people mm-hmm. that couldn't do it, and they will, and they're like, "Man, I can't deal with that shit." And then they would end up getting out or getting kicked out, and then not even like going back home and living a basic ass regular lifestyle while I sacrificed it. And now I'm really on my own. So while they went backwards, I went forward just because I knew how to maneuver through different environments. And they—they they say, "Oh, I yep. couldn't do that shit. I couldn't handle it." But it's like, bro. This shit don't last forever, bro. This just as long as you're not, you know what I'm saying, you're not all the way getting out of Caribbean where you become like a punk or you letting them punk you and do stuff like that. But just knowing like mm-hmm. the politics and shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? I can't, you know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna all I'm not gonna be all the way raw in this room right here because I already know this 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 don't benefit me like that. Uh, a lot of people don't know how to, I guess, play that game, I guess. Because but that's what it is. It's yeah. it, it is a game when it comes to shit like that. It's all politics. Mm-hmm. It's all politics. And it it, like you said, if you don't know you playing, then you getting played. You getting played. You know? If you ain't playing, man, that's <laughs> a bar. Cause that's a bar. I hope yeah. you know, if you don't if you don't know you playing or you don't know how to play, you getting played, bro. I didn't seen it too many Run times. Play. The people that didn't know how to Every play day. the game, they man, they 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 took a L long term. They might have thought they was winning in the moment, but they was long term, mm-hmm. they took a super L. Yeah. Yeah, because it's not for the right reasons. Like, you know, even burning, like I said, burning your energy, people don't even realize the 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 
you know, the silent aggressions in the war that's going on, you know, for your mind is the real shit. Like all this shit, you know, that they show in the media is, is targeted for a reason, you know, and it's really mm-hmm. more so a mental warfare, mm-hmm. you know, and so many people get lost in that shit. You don't get a chance to build, like you can't do both. Like I wasn't able to build this skill set and pay attention to what the fuck was going on on CNN every day. It's facts. <laughs> you you gonna go crazy anyway, you man, bro. Yeah. Man, I went through it. I you went, know, I went through it myself, bro. Yeah, that's how I know. So crazy. like you know, so some people choose to live in the alternate reality, which is which is quote unquote reality, but it's an alternate reality because. The reality that you could choose, that you to, could live choose in, to live doesn't in have to inc- it doesn't have to include a lot of that shit. But you know, people would rather fight that battle. I'm not gonna fight that battle. Like when I get tired of Twitter, you know what? I get off. And you know get what off. happens? I get productive as a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Like then, I get to making money like shit. And then you I'm realize most of the shit that's on Twitter, they even this shit ain't even real life. Most of the problems that's on there. You don't even, well, I know me, I don't ever see it in my day-to-day real life. Most of the problems that people bitching about with, with their personal lives, I'm like, bro, I'm in my own world. I don't even know, like, what the fuck y'all, y'all like, crying, like, crying about when it comes to not being able to make money and stuff like that. Like, bro, the stuff, I don't know. I don't yeah. be seeing the shit, the, the, the shit that y'all niggas be seeing. I don't be seeing the shit y'all be seeing. Maybe I'm, I'm just being be in my own world, but I, that's how I operate, though, man. I don't. I don't be I like it's perception. I, it's perception. When I learned that, when I when I learned, and it took me a minute to learn this. When I learned that you could manipulate reality, that changed my life. Like I know mm-hmm. that I could whatever I see or whatever I was not even see whatever situation I'm in, I can manipulate into what the the outcome I wanted to be. When I say manipulate, I don't mean in a no mischievous or no like scam artist way. I mean in just plan plan. Treating this shit like a game of chess and knowing like, okay, this is what I'm trying to get mm-hmm. to. I'm going to do this right now to get to this level. I'm going to do this, do this, do this. And just stay focused on that, having a ton of vision. And the outside stuff that's going on, I can't care about that right now because that's going to distract me. Or that's going to, yeah. you know what I'm saying, that's going to change, manipulate my most my emotions to, into feeling some kind of other way. So, yeah, bro, that's when I learned yeah. that, it, it, that changed my life for real. And you know that's another that's another like buzzword now like manifesting and all that shit. But people not yeah. telling the whole story. It's 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 not just you know the the desire and thinking towards it and all that. It's taking the action. So like Thank I you. always tell people, before I had clients, I had to make myself busy. Ooh. I couldn't I couldn't just sit around and wait until Ooh. you know the clients came running. <laughs> like, I that's had to a... fucking be on the websites looking at my vendors and getting my price list together and determining how I was going to do this. I made myself fucking busy. And I spent the first three months or when I really had hit that first low period, probably was like the end of 2018. So I left my job in like June or, and then like the end of 2018, I think is, is when I kind of hit that first like little booby trap jump, you know, is the depression and it is, and is it going to work? Did I make the right decision? I ain't like, fuck all that shit. I'm about to get back to it. And that's Mm -hmm. when I came with the, smart home shit. So when you saw me, my shit hit the scene with automation in the beginning of 2019, that was fresh off crapping out again. You know what I'm saying? And had to pull yourself back up in that fucking mirror. No help. None of that. You know, just like, no, I got to get back to it and I got to, you know, I got to make some shit happen. So, you know, I think that it's like, if you don't have that 
if it's not in you, it's just not in you. You know, and that's <laughs> what I've realized. Like, I, I, no, for real. Like, I, the, for real. These are the things that I had to accept about people because coming from somebody who like was trying to share information and shit like this for so long, like. At first, you all you kind of go through the same thing. At first, you start to you like, oh, these motherfuckers are crazy. Why can't anybody understand what the fuck we're talking about? Can't they see it? Yep. You know what I mean? And why I said it goes back to perception is because you know one of my favorite things is like this Earl Nightingale joint I be listening to, um, and the quote wasn't from him, but he recited it from another author. I can't remember his name right now, but it was basically saying, you know, we see things on the same physical plane, but not the in, the same intellectual plane. And this is a perfect analogy for you, you all, especially being um, real estate investors, because you, we walk past an abandoned lot with, you know, fucking cracked syringes, nothing or, on you it. know, and all kind of fucking shit, nothing on it. Somebody is going to look at that shit and That's be like, garbage. you know, this is a fucking dump, mm-hmm. right? But you're going to look at that shit with a fresh eye and be like, God damn, I could put a parking lot right here. Fact. This shit right five miles from fucking downtown. You know what I'm saying? You know, five <laughs> miles from here, boom, boom, boom. So, so I can't, I had to learn to stop faulting people for not seeing shit on the same intellectual plane as me because the only reason I see it on this intellectual plane is because of the work that I did to get here. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So that's why when that's you share, bump. when we share information, we see shit on the same intellectual plane. We ride by, we see in the fucking parking lot. And we hype. And then there's going to be the third person that's off in the car. Like, that place looks like a fucking dump to me. And it does. Right? It's, they're, not, right. Uh, they're not wrong for that. Right. That's just the intellectual plane that they're on. So I think a lot of what will close that gap. I think I saw uh, B on there the other day having a discussion with somebody about, you know, they needing to be this conversation between, like, you know, these two communities on social media. Now, personally, you know, I agree with B, but all in all, for everything, I don't give a fuck. I don't like, mm-hmm. I think half of those motherfuckers are clowns anyway. Like, mm-hmm. let me just be 100% transparent. Like, I vibe mm-hmm. with who I vibe with, and that's, that's fucking that. Like, I don't, I don't give a fuck about being professional, likable. I don't, I don't want, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm here to do some shit, and I'm going to stand on what I believe in, and it's the truth. I'm going to stand firm in it, and that's that. And then I'm going to die. And, and everything <laughs> that I've done here, I'm gonna be judged by. About you know what I'm saying? It's like real, it's real rigid in my world. I'm gonna be judged by the work that I did here. So anytime I find myself on one of these two to three day Twitter binges where I, you know what I'm saying, I'm just kind of like sparring with motherfuckers and you know debating this shit, which I enjoy to do. I gotta check myself and remember that I'm here to do some shit. You know what I'm saying? So that is like my kind of. You know, that's why I don't shine, but I ain't been on that motherfucker about two weeks, I think. See? That's Something like man. that. You just hey, you you man, you you going in for real, bro. That's real. That's I think that's a that's a thing that a lot of people can because I know a lot of people get frustrated when they when they trying to get a point across or when people can't see what they see, but like you just said, they might just not be on that intellectual same plane that that you on that's simply put, like you got that vision for a reason. And as as mm-hmm. much as it, we in the day and age where everything so PC and everybody want to be like on the same equal level, but at the end of the day we not all, not equals, especially when it comes to intellect. I'm just being real. It's some yeah. people, it's some people that's just that's just I don't want to say bro. It's just some people that's 
on a different level when it comes to playing this mental game than other people. That just is what it is. Like I couldn't, you can't expect some people are willfully ignorant. They're willfully ignorant. They choose to be choose ignorant. To be. They have the capability to be intelligent and wise, but they choose to be they ignorant. Choose. Exactly. You know, and you can't <laughs> and you can't expect that person to. Uh, just, I, I, I'll put it like this because I was just uh, this popped up in my head because I was watching this interview. I was watching the Joe Rogan Elon Musk interview. You can't expect somebody like that to be understand a conversation with Elon Musk. I'm not saying that. You know what right. I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like it's just. This goes to show you it's different people playing on different mental 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 planes for real. Like so, that's a that's mm-hmm. a, um man, that's a major point you just made, bro. For real, that's major, man. You but you, and, and you know the the only thing you got to do is just master your shit, and then that'll put you around mm. the people and the type of. That's all you got to do. You just got to make sure you got your shit together. So Facts. once you get. To whatever table you want to be at, you provide value to the fucking table. You know what I'm saying? Don't want to boom bring you around and you like, yeah. oh, I can't, you know, do such and such when I'm starting on this and I'm doing on that. Look, this this is what people don't realize, right? Mm. Like, and me being an entrepreneur, you being an entrepreneur, I would rather hire somebody that I've seen fail five times than hire somebody that I've never seen try. No question. No question. You feel me? Yeah. No like, question. That's like point blank because I because how many times have we failed and picked ourselves back up and you know put it in the game? So you know at the end of the day, it's it's going to be a real. In my opinion, it's going to be something that happens over the next course couple of years, and I think it, it's it's fucking. I think I saw B say something like, or it might have been you that say like it's officially throw a rock at the wall and make money season or something like that. I don't know. Right. Probably, I don't know. It probably it's, was both of us. So I'm all... <laughs> I be I be catching little glimpses, you know. Yeah. I like I pop on for two minutes and then log back out. <laughs> shit. But that, but, but that season is like shit. over right now. Like yeah, 2019, so that was the season. 2021, especially when it, when it comes to like the stock market, you gonna have to you gonna have to know what the fuck you doing. Yeah, yeah, and I think <laughs> that's what's gonna phase so many people out because. Yep. A lot of people are going to, they've been winning and then they're going to lose. And then they're going to get the opportunity to embrace losing because losing is necessary because without it, what the fuck is winning? Man. You know, it's just like death. It's just like death is, is, is the, it's like that quote that said, death is the most important part of life because, you know, it's, that's the value of life in itself. That's how you value because if we didn't die, you know what the fuck would we be doing? You'd be born and shit. If you knew you lived for nine hundred years. That's fact. <laughs> you ain't had shit to do. Hey, that's fact. <laughs> this conversation too with somebody. They was just saying like, you know, because death is a, it's a, especially when somebody close to you. It's a hard thing to deal with. And I remember having a conversation with somebody saying like, man, why do people gotta die? Like this just sucks. And I'm like just thinking about it for real. I'm like, if we all live forever, we wouldn't be we wouldn't appreciate anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, if yeah. I know I'm, I'm going to be here forever, you're going to be here forever. Like, what's there to, like, we know we're not going nowhere, but the the the, the fact that all of us know that we got a limited time here, it makes it so much more yeah. like, all right, let me let me appreciate this person. Let me do what I need to do. So, like you said, that makes, it gives life value. Like, that's the, that's, man, you, hey, you dropping yeah. some motherfucking bars. <laughs> what do you think, what y'all think happened when we die? Man, bro, this, y'all ever think about that? 
I'll be, I, I like, I have, as of recently, I don't really think about it no more. Cause I'm just, at this point, it's just like, I'm gonna find out when I find out. But I know I used to, <laughs> I used to think about it like, man, I wonder like, am I going to come back in another person's life? Am I going to be like, I don't know, man. And yeah. I, and I, and I came up in the church. So I was raised like, you know, you either going to go to heaven or hell, but you know, as you get older, you start thinking like, uh, you start you start thinking like more on the, you get, you go, you got, you go out of the box that you came up in. So you just start thinking more broader, like maybe what if it's not, what if that's not the case? Like I said, I don't know if I'm right or wrong. I really don't know. Yeah. I, so I'm saying, I don't really know what you think. So I, I think, and this is, this is just what I think, because none of us know, of course, until we, right. you until know, we happen. check on out of here. Um, yeah. But the way I, I rationalize life, is like this. So I've done, you know, tons of study on the cult, cultism mm-hmm. and, you know, just and every kind of thing. Because one of the things about expanding your horizons and not, and being able to live life objectively instead of through the lens of, the narrow lens of your own experience is you're able to read different literature and stuff and, and expose your mind to different things. Right. So without when judgment. you read into like, a, yeah, without judgment. So it's like not saying everything is the truth, but it kind of mm-hmm. triggers some things. So here's what I think we're all wrapped up in, right? I think that um, I think that we're here. That this is an experience, right? That we're not we're not humans. Humans are humans are like horses, right? Mm. They need a driver. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So what makes us us is not the body we're in. It's what's driving the body. Mm. Right. And, and the theory is that, you know, and, and this is this is back, you know, this is what I've compiled through the numerous years of research. But I feel like, you know, we were in this horse and this carrier because we're here to do some shit. Mm-hmm. Now, along with being human, it comes like human emotions. So jealousy and fear and you know, all of these different things, greed and, you know, anger and all of these different things that we feel are emotions that are only linked to this body and this experience, right? Mm-hmm. Because when we leave here, what really makes the core of who we are is still attached to our spirit, which is the energy, right? Yep. So I almost look at this experience as like a proving ground, Right? Because in the midst of chaos, how much can you improve your spirit, yourself? How much can you stay focused and grounded on the task that you have to do here that nobody else can do? You know, what is the reason that you're really here and why do you have this certain skill set that allows you to do what you're supposed to? You see what I'm saying? So there's so much to get tied into just in the mystery of your own life, right? And your own reason you're here. But well, you definitely don't have time to watch fucking love and hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Or fucking, oh, no, you know, man. like real shit. Like we, it's so much, but people just aren't interested in their in their own. We take the free shit for granted, you know. But it's so much mystery in just our so, own yeah. form. It is that I think if people research that, so the biggest fears is like you know death. People fear death, and people fear being broke, right? But what's if you can debunk those fears? So I don't fear death. I fear not accomplishing what I'm here to accomplish mm. and having to come back and do the same shit again. I know I'm going to die. There's no reason exactly. to fear. There's no, there's probably, no reason to fear. probably quit. 
Yeah, it's probably quick. It's probably like, oh, ah. Uh. Like, you know, people fear the COVID <laughs> testing, and they just pop the shit in your nose, and it's like, damn, I'm done? And you're like, yeah, you're done. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not it's no I mean? as bad as you would think it is. Exactly. So, you- so what I think is going on is I think us as spiritual beings, we choose to come here and to do the things that we're destined to do. But I think part of the deal is that we have to find our way back to that understanding. So basically think about it like this. You are really this fucking seven dimensional being that that can do all the things that they, you know, try to put in the movies, which they only do because they have understanding how it works. And, you know, you limitless and, you know, you're not attached and bound to a human body no more. Now, when you put all of that power in a human body, let's say it blocks off uh, 80% of what you can do as a spiritual being. Right. So now in this weakened state, you have to go through life, find your purpose, a purpose, whatever it is, and accomplish it in the time that you have here to do it. Right. This is just what I've rationalized we may be here to do. I could be wrong. Mm. Um, but I, but I, I respect what, that, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's like, what would be how? Why would it benefit you to know that? So the biggest freedom is knowing that you will never know in this experience Mm. not in this one Mm. so this is what allows me to freely research every day of my life because i've already taken the understanding seven years ago that i'm never going to know the truth until i leave until you leave until you leave that's it man we can we can deep we can deep on here (laughs) y'all look i'm telling you man and, and it all gives you the ability to to really chase that shit. Yeah. So when we talk about entrepreneurship that's what, that's, and how this ties in, right? We we said earlier, like knowing knowing the game. You see mm. what I'm saying? So that's that's the game of life. The game of life is that you're never gonna have all the answers. You're never gonna so have all operate the in that. You know, you can never achieve perfection, but you can strive for it, not relentlessly, as in you're actually pursuing perfection, but just with the understanding that you can get up every day and put your all into something. You're right. And when you get up tomorrow, there'll be more that you can pour. That you can pour. For the whole rest of your life. Mm. You feel me? Man, bro. You, man, you hey, you just, you, <laughs> hey, you, all you know, so you just, you just gave all of us a lot to um, think on. Cause that, I, damn, that's really what it comes down to. I think, I think like you, but like you just said, I think that would make, People, if you can understand what you just said, that will make you take life not serious to the point where you're not enjoying yourself, but serious to the point where you don't want to waste time. You know what I'm saying? You want to get, because yeah. you know, we're not going to be here for long, like you just said. And we all here for something. So it's it's important for us mm-hmm. to figure out what that is and, and do it to the best of our abilities. Not being perfect, like you said, just reiterating what you said, not being perfect, but just every day. Just continuous to strive. You're gonna have ups, you're gonna have downs, you know what I'm saying? Every day not gonna be a good day. Every day, every day not gonna be a bad mm-hmm. day. Like they say, you can't get too high, you can't get too low. You just stay in the middle. You appreciate it, you yep. appreciate shit, and you try to learn as much as you can, be a good ass person, get better, and do whatever you do whatever you're trying to do, or what you feel like you're supposed to be doing in life. So that's a damn bro, that's tied into a lot, bro. For real, for real, for real. Because that's yeah. Because a lot of us it, take this, take this. It's all necessary, man. Yeah, we take shit like this. Um, yeah. You waking up, you waking up every day. You eating good every day. You know what I'm saying? You you might be winning, you might be losing, but at the end, people mm-hmm. don't realize at any moment shit could go the other way. 
<laughs> she, yep. go, she, yep. go, she can go the other way, man. Life is truly interesting. Man. All aspects are real, bro. That's the dope part about it. Because you never know, like, you can map, you can plan out everything, but you still never know what the hell could happen. And that's the dope part about mm-hmm. it. It makes, you, it makes you like, okay, I, you might feel like you're in control. And so some aspect you are, but at any moment, man, anything, you never know, man. So I'm just trying to say, basically, make sure y'all taking this. I mean, that's the whole point. We create this podcast, make people get on their grind, get on their, get on their job to live a better life where they can provide for themselves and the people that they love and live with some mm-hmm. kind of, at least at the least, live with some kind of time freedom eventually at some point. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and you know what though was you mentioned you mentioned being in control i think one of my one of my biggest like uh i think things that has helped me on this journey is actually relinquishing control relinquishing. realizing that i'm not in control yeah, yeah. You know what I'm that i'm actually a small pawn in mm-hmm. a very big very big chess game yeah. you know? <laughs> and it's up to me to do my part and if people looked at their life like this See, see, I think I think people have fallen in love, and I may take a shit another off the deep end here, but I think people have fallen so much in love with life, just what like life is, the glamorous thing of life, like, and, and forgetting there's still so much more. Like we're a small planet in the universe, right. the galaxy of solar yeah. systems, and this we are so fucking small. Facts like in the spec of what's going on, it can't be that much about you, man. So just you, you see what I'm saying? Like that <laughs> yeah. mindset that people carry around, that mm-hmm. entitlement. Like you're one of fucking six billion people, do on a fucking planet. On oh, this planet, seven other planets. Right. On this planet, exactly. it might be some motherfucking aliens sitting in a <laughs> camouflage spaceship. Like to even think that humans are the motherfucking. <laughs> Like, that we're the top of the line when it comes to what could be out here in the fucking world. But that's how fucking arrogant we that's are. That's how arrogant we are. These dumbass human fucking bodies. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, like, sim- simplifying shit and, like, taking everything back down and realizing that, hey, we're actually not in control. And at any minute, you know, every volcano in the world could erupt and everybody could <laughs> We could be all be gone. That's the crazy part, you know? man. And they... And they yeah, and ain't nothing that could, ain't nothing that could save you from that if that was to happen. So it's like that's it. <laughs> it's, it's a wrap. I don't care how. So it puts it in perspective. Yeah, like you yeah. can use death to put in perspective the magnitude of life. That mm-hmm. even if you do everything right, you still that gonna, you can get hit by a fucking bus. Yeah, you do. If you do everything right, yeah. everything perfect, you still gonna leave at the end of the day. You still not gonna last. And right? then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, 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 and you never know when that moment has happened. So when you look at it like that, life is really a beautiful fucking game. It is. Where you have to display determination, skill. You have to take accountability. You know, you have to do all of these things to be good at life with the ultimate understanding that no matter what you accomplish, you still die. You still, and I think once you, man, and this is so important for real. And like I said, we going deep, man. So I, I, I we go, we went deep on this episode. But I think the point that's so important though, because I know, like, once you have, when you relinquish that fear of death, though, I think that's what awakens a different kind of person. Because and I and and it, 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 it sucks to say this, but I know a lot of people they gotta have like near death experience. I remember once I almost drowned before, like when I was like in seventh grade, right. 
And it was, mm -hmm. <laughs> I always tell this story, like almost around, I remember I was at a uh, pool party. It was a real deep ass pool. And I don't know how I ended up getting on the deep end. So I'm panicking. I remember it, bro. I'm panicking. I'm on the water. I'm panicking like a motherfucker, bro. And I remember my foot, <laughs> feet, my feet hit the bottom of the pool. I remember it. I felt, I'm like, and as soon as it hit it, it was like in my mind, it clicked. I'm like, damn, it's over. And I like, in my head, I was yeah. ready for it. I told myself like, damn, I'm finna go out. I'm only like, I'm like 12 years old, bro. I'm about to, that's what I was, bro. This is what I was thinking underwater. I'm like, damn, I'm done, bro. So I, I blacked out. Yeah. I was under that for a minute. I blacked out, but somebody picked me up. And I remember waking up like, but since then, I'm going on to say since then, like I, I, I've never been uh like scared of death since then. But that's why I think, I'm, I'm saying all this to say, I think that's what makes me, because anybody that knows me, they know I'm extremely risky. Like, I'm a risky person. I don't. Yeah. Feel, I, I'm not scared to like. If it's like if I lose, yeah. What's gonna happen? It's like what's the worst thing that could happen? The worst thing that could happen to me yeah. is, is death, and I'm not scared of it. So it's like, you right. know what I'm saying? It, it plays into right. where I'm at because I didn't take a lot of risk to get here. That's what I'm saying. It gives you the power. Yeah. Yeah. Power right there, and knowing that because you know what other niggas be scared of, like looking broke. Like having the same oh, shoes on they had on oh, last man, week in the club. Man, I don't, I don't give these, a lot. these these are people's fears. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. like we're, we're really when it comes to entrepreneurship and just lifestyle overall, some people not only have a fear of death, but they have a fear of fifty eight other fucking things in life that have nothing to do with nothing. Mm. You know, like how people look at them, what people think about them. If somebody gonna see, they're gonna see somebody out that they had. You know, they they ruin fucking relationships because. You, you can't care about fucking 58 things a day. You know, it's just going to leave you in a fucked up situation. So I, I like to talk about this stuff. Yeah, I, I like to talk about this stuff in regards to entrepreneurship because I felt like, like you said, understanding certain principles about life, entrepreneurship and life parallel. So understanding certain principles about life gives you the advantage in entrepreneurship. So when you get down to those states when your business isn't thriving and you're going through depression, you got to remember, hey, I'm either going to go up from here or I'm going to die. Either way, it's going to be over. Mm. Either way, if, either I, way. if I keep working at this, I'm going to resolve this. You know, I'm going to turn this ship around at some point or I'm going to die on the way into to it. But either way, I'm working towards something every day. You know what I'm saying? And I know based on the rules and the principles of life that if I continue to work toward this thing and it's for me, it'll come to fruition. And that's how you pull yourself out of those areas where you have depression, because you have to remember the only thing, depression is a state of mind. This is a, yep. depression is a mental thing, yep. right? But, and you know, you can't tell anybody how to deal with it, but ha having been somebody who's, I've fought this battle many a times, and I'm sure every entrepreneur has. The thing that always snaps you out of it is in remembering that it could be fucking worse, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Like you could be laying in a fucking hospital somewhere with one leg because the fucking police dog chewed your shit off. You know, mm. you could be in fucking divorce court because your wife got sick of your shit. But really, you're just in the state transitioning between, you know, different different areas of life and you're having a hard time adjusting to it. So when you, again, put this depressive state that you're in now against the firmness of death, into the unknown, that's the pressure doesn't seem that hard to get over. Mm, you feel that. what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel it 100%. Uh, that's, I feel that a thousand percent.
So, you know, it all it all just ties in together, man. And I think that, you know, it should be it should be given as that. Like we need to learn, we gotta get back to learning like the principles. Because right now we're playing against a stacked deck and we don't even have the right rules. Like we don't even know how our brain works. And I said that on my Twitter rant the other day, but you know, they they ignore the shit that makes sense. They just go for that one time where I say some shit that, that they could take a certain kind of way and run with that one. But we get an instruction manual for every other fucking thing. I probably said this on the podcast last time. Except our fucking brain. And we don't have any desire to understand, you know, how we operate naturally. Other than how it relates to functioning in a Western world. You feel what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Damn, my, my, my damn connection went off. But yeah. Yeah. What, nah, what was the last thing you I, heard? I was... I was saying, I said, I don't know. You was talking? I think we might both been talking at the same time. Oh, damn, we was. <laughs> oh, see, we probably, what you say? I'm trying to see what's the last thing y'all heard you say. Um, shit. I was saying, uh, oh, I was saying basically how, you know, we don't take the time to understand how our brains work, you know, right. and understand ourselves as human beings and our identity as human beings. So it puts us at a disadvantage because we're mostly under attack by our own brains 90% of the fucking time. That's fact. You know what I'm saying? But if you don't know to look for that and you don't know how your brain works or how these, you know, emotions or why these emotions kick up, you, you're pretty much fighting against the stacked deck. So mm. I think taking the time to really understand like certain psychology and how the human brain works and how we can be manipulated and things like that. Again, this is stacking wisdom that costs $20 maybe out of a book but it's putting you in a different position to go about, you know, how you operate in life. That's facts. Because like, like you said, like you're going to have battles with when it comes to other people. But I think I'm a person that believes the biggest battle you're going to fight in life that you got to, that you, I think, and I think it's a lifelong battle of overcoming and conquering is yourself. Because I think when you master sure. yourself, the outside battles become, becomes less important because when you master yourself you know how to deal with it you know how to you know how to interact with it you know how to handle it so that and that's i mm-hmm. think that's everybody's life that's like everybody's life mission man that's and man, they we, miss it and they, most people choose to live in you know most people choose to live in the the you know fake world and shit the fake, yeah man, man we talk see i ain't even i'm, I'm not even gonna get going too much song i'm gonna wrap up man because i got this i got this dog back here that's and it's acting a fool <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, we be on this joint. We be on this motherfucker yeah, for three hours. We'll be on here all. We'll be on here all. We'll be on here all night chopping it up, man. But yeah, before, exactly. before but we before, definitely got a link if you can, though. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna come through. Yeah, most definitely. It was definitely, man. I'm gonna. Uh, we got. I got your line now, so I'm gonna make sure I hit you up when we get here. But before before uh, we wrap up, man, I just want to say. Uh, you already know, man. Me and D, we really appreciate you taking time to come on, man. It's been it's been overdue. It's been like a year and a half. But before we uh, let you go, do sure. you mind plugging in all your stuff? I know you're on a break right now, but where people can still find you, follow you, support everything you're doing. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to retweet this episode, though. Oh, uh, <laughs> bet, even, bet. Though I'm on my, even though I'm on my break, I got to make sure I retweet it. Bet. Let's um, get it. But no, nah, the, the Twitter is still the same. It's uh, Jamil Hassan underscore on Instagram and uh, Twitter. Um, my company is smarthomesolutionsus.com. Uh, I think 
it may be under a new host. You may get the new page. Nah, you know we get the new page by time it come out. But we have a new page where we go in depth on, you know, our whole design and, you know, what we do, what it's like to work with us on and so forth. Um, so, yeah, you can find us there. And I say if you just, if you like the work, just stay on my Instagram in the, in the website so you can just avoid these rants that X talk about on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Facts, man. Facts, man. And then wrapping up for those who don't know, y'all can find me following me at Twitter and Instagram at Xavier Miller. And you can also follow D. She's at Deanna uh, Kent and Deanna SK on both platforms. And that's all we got for y'all for another episode of Million Mindsets. This was an extremely dope episode. Appreciate y'all for tuning in. See you guys next episode. Peace. Up Gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars. If you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama. Only stay surrounded by them people if you know they solid. Elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit. Trying to learn some game, Xavier gonna talk about it. No Deanna, speak that shit that everybody vouches. Ain't no more excuses valid. Get up off the couch and get up in your bag. To your bank account, need an accountant. I study millionaires because I was born a visionary. You still believe in limitations? Why you acting scary? You can't distract me from the paper. I've been chasing greatness. I'm stacking now and balling later. In the conversation, we strategizing, monetizing, piling up investments. And sacrificing temporary sh- for bigger blessings. Yeah, a tapped in boss mind state. I multiply my grind rate and I match the way I vibrate. Gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars. If you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama. Only stay surrounded by them people if you know they solid. Elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit. Trying to learn some game, Xavier gonna talk about it. No Deanna, speak that sh- that everybody vouching. Ain't no more excuses valid. Get up off the couch and get up in your bag to your bank account. Need and the county.